Rise and shout. We're two hours away from the kickoff of BYU football. Tight trips left. Option look. Keeper Jaron. 10, 5, touchdown Cougars! Jaron Hall scores! This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years to get you ready for BYU football. Let's join the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU football fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, BYU begins the 2021 season in Las Vegas against the Arizona Wildcats in the Vegas Kickoff Classic. My name is Jason Shepard. Thank you so much for joining us for BYU football. I'm in our BYU radio studios in beautiful Provo, Utah. But joining me from Allegiant Stadium, home of the Las Vegas Raiders, is former BYU quarterback and our radio analyst. You know him, you love him. He is Riley Nelson. Riley, how you doing, my man? We are here. It's here again. It is a great time of year, Shep, and it's uh, great to be here calling a BYU football game with fans yes. in the stands in what is a, what is not correctly named a stadium, but I would rather say a casino with a football field in it. <laughs> but I checked. It's still 100 yards long, 53 wide. The end zone, the goalposts are 10 feet, so we're good to go. Look, there are so many changes to talk about on for both teams, for BYU specifically, obviously talking about a, a brand-new quarterback and everything else. The interesting part about this, despite all of the changes personnel-wise and guys that are now in the NFL and guys stepping up, expectations for BYU still very high this year. Most definitely, and uh, I just uh, look so forward to the opportunities that these boys have to meet and exceed those expectations, both that they hold for themselves and that all of us outside the program hold as well. All right, before the Cougars face the Wildcats, let's get to our game headlines. Riley, we were just talking about it. Jaron Hall named the new starting quarterback for the BYU Cougars. He replaces number two overall pick in the NFL draft. Zach Wilson and Jaron, obviously no stranger to playing and even starting games, but certainly being named the starter right out of the gate, that is something that we have not seen from Jaron. Yeah, and if BYU is going to take this step forward as a program, they need to reload, right? We just looked what Alabama did, putting a whooping on Miami after losing a bunch of talent. They do it every year, and they reload. If BYU wants to progress to be mentioned in some of those same conversations as the top-tier programs, they need to prove starting tonight that uh, even if they lose top-tier talent like that, they can replace it and still win a lot of football games. Well, and I think that's the exact mindset you have to have when talking about positions like the offensive line. You're replacing right tackle Brady Christensen, among other offensive linemen, as well as a fantastic receiver in Dax Milne, who's now with the Washington football team. On the defensive side, the Cougars replacing most of the production on the defensive line. So, again, it really just boils down to now it's time for guys who have had experience to step up. Most definitely, and uh, the reality is... They've been. That's why they play football. That's why they waited. That's why they, you know, waited their turn behind other players. Even some guys came in and transferred, looking for an opportunity to play here for BYU. It's a great privilege. And so when guys 
are called on to step up. You don't embrace uh, you don't embrace it with hesitancy or timidness. You uh, you belong there, and you go out and you show it. One of our other headlines: How can BYU build off of the 11 and 1 2020 season? I know it's not always the case where you know one season leads right into another, and you pick up right where you left off. But there are certainly things that BYU can build off of, and I think the momentum that the team had last year is something, even though they have some new players in key positions, I believe that momentum and excitement that we all felt last season is something that can carry over. Yeah, the biggest question, one of the things that helps that is when the staff stays together. Obviously, we had the departure of Coach Grimes and Coach Mateos, which I think is probably the biggest question for this BYU offense is, will they still have that same culture, that same high-level play that we saw from the offensive line meeting room? But all the other coaches stayed the same. That really helps with continuity it's not something that BYU has always had you've always you know when you're when you're turning over 10 20 30 percent of your staff it can make it hard to keep that culture but to have kept the staff together helps absorb some of the shock or disruption caused or left from the player turnover well and specifically with the staff Aaron Roderick now officially the offensive coordinator but was for all intents and purposes in that same role or a version of that role last year. So this is something, certainly from a continuity standpoint, the offense you know, can go from one year to the next and just build off of it. The other unknown... Go ahead, Riley. Sorry. I was just going to say, most definitely, he was the play caller. That is one. Of, that is probably the most important role for a coordinator. Uh, now he just needs to do some of those other things where it comes to culture building, culture setting, and really directing that staff room, that offensive staff room, which he is well-equipped to do. He's been there before. He's getting a second crack at it, and I know no one's more excited than him uh, to kick this game off and show what he could do. Our next headline is all about the unknown, and we've been talking a little bit about it, but the biggest unknown of this entire game tonight is what we're going to see from the Arizona Wildcats. They have a new head coach in Jed Fish, a new offensive coordinator in Brennan Carroll, a new defensive coordinator in Don Brown, a.k.a. Dr. Blitz. Uh, They're going to play two quarterbacks. We know that. So you're preparing for Gunnar Cruz and Will Plummer. So many things we just don't know about the Wildcats. Yeah, I can tell you, uh, in my office, the guy that sits right next to me, is uh, he's an Arizona graduate, and uh, uh, he was born and raised in Tucson, and so he's a big Wildcat fan, and I can tell you, at least if he's any indication, there are not a lot of expectations placed on this Arizona football team, but when you're in full rebuild mode, which they are, that's kind of nice. I, one of the things I think we will see, I don't know, I don't think they'll be very talented because they've experienced a lone recruiting, um, but I, I do think everything I'm hearing out of Coach Fish, they will come out and play with intensity. I think they'll play with energy. What remains to be seen is what's their level of talent and how well can they execute. I think that they are going to be in mile one of what is a marathon rebuild for this University of Arizona program, which I think gives the Cougars a slight advantage, but you cannot take anybody for granted in college football these days. 100% agree. You cannot take anybody lightly. And look, this is a team, and I granted, not this, this team particularly has not been a part of all of it. This is a team that's lost 12 straight games dating back to 2019. They have not won a game in about 700 days. And this is actually the third time that BYU has faced Arizona in a season opener under head coach Kalani Satake. But, you know, you you can't rely on any of the the two previous matchups because it is a completely new system, new staff, new everything. So certainly interesting to see what happens tonight. And speaking of Kalani Satake, one of our other headlines Congratulations to the head coach getting a contract extension through 2025. 
that really does, Riley, set this program up for several years to come. We mentioned continuity and how that helps absorb when you put big, you know, a big amount of talent into the NFL and you miss a lot of key players. We talked about the continuity of the staff being able to help absorb some of that shock. Well, it starts with the head guy. And when the head guy has got, you know, his, his contract's extended, he knows he's going to be around. The school knows he's going to be around. You can really get into build mode. And there's not so much pressure week to week, game to game. You can, you can kind of forecast out your timelines. And when you can do that, you can build with so much more laser focus. Uh, because you're not being uh, tossed to and fro from week-to-week emotions. So uh, I'm really happy for Kalani, and I think it's great things for this Cougar, for this BYU football program. Our last headline, a lot of people probably think we buried the lead and probably should be the number one thing to talk about, even though it's a pregame show for an actual game. All of the rumors and speculation of BYU to the Big 12, we are going to get into this in much more detail a little bit later on in Cougar Pregame Live. But, but, Riley, I mean, this, this is absolutely real. Uh, lots of reports out there, and this could be a game changer for BYU in the next couple of weeks. It most definitely could, but, uh, man, I, who, it goes back to the old adage, and Zach Wilson wore it on his headband. Anybody, any place, anywhere, right? So whether we're in the Big 12 Conference or we stick forward with independence to watch this BYU program get an opportunity to play football at a high level, I'll take it. You just let me know where to be and when, and I'll show up. Amen. Now, like I said, we're going we're gonna to devote an entire segment to this coming up, so much more talk on that and all of the up-to-date information that we have from various reports in college football. All right, coming up, Dana Cooper is the sideline reporter for the Arizona Wildcats broadcast. He's going to join us next. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Welcome back in. Getting you ready for the Cougars and the Wildcats. And it's time to get to know the phone. Happy to be joined by Arizona sideline reporter Dana Cooper. Dana, thank you so much for joining Riley and me today. We appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. It's uh, really nice to be back here and live uh, to kick off the state or the year in a really a fantastic stadium. It's going to be a great matchup. Give our listeners an idea of what the talk is in Tucson about this 2021 Arizona Wildcats. Well, it's just it's a I was going to say it's a whole new look for the Wildcats and to an extent that's true, but I think the better word than look would be feel. Our program really hit the depths in the last 2 years. Uh, the worst that we've ever been. And, uh, of course, that regime is, is out now with a couple of minor exceptions, uh, small exceptions in numbers, I should say. So there's, a, there's just a different atmosphere and there's a different feel around the program, in the football offices, in the complex, even amongst the fan base. They're sensing that what Coach Fish has uh, wanted to do and said he was going to do, he has done. Now, obviously, now it transitions onto the field. And... You can't win games just on feeling good and uh, saying the right things and doing the right things. You, now you've got to put it together and, and, and execute some plays against really good opponents. But that's probably been the biggest thing is the is the enormous and significant change in atmosphere and culture. And as a couple of people in the program said, we didn't change the culture. We instilled and installed a whole new culture. So that's the biggest thing. Now we're going to find out what it looks like when they start playing. 
Dana, give the listeners out there a little bit of background on Coach Jed Fish, uh, maybe w- where he's been and what's led him to this point to where the University of Arizona thinks that he's the right man to lead this football program. <laughs> it's what you could say, where hasn't he been? He has really uh, well journeyed through the NFL and through several other college programs as well. So I imagine the BYU scouts are figuring, what, how do we know what he's going to do? What film do we watch? You might have to watch a little bit of uh, the Patriots uh, or the Rams or he was an interim head coach at UCLA for a couple of games. But he's really collected a lot of knowledge uh, from some really top minds in football. And that's one of the things that he talks about. He gives credit for where he is and what he knows to Bill Belichick and to Sean McVay, to Steve Spurrier, everybody up and down his coaching line. He's absorbed a lot. And it's very interesting because he never played the game himself. He got into it, uh, coaching as a young man, worked his way up as a graduate assistant, and he just realized that that I want to coach football. I want to be a football coach. So he became a sponge and a student, and he started absorbing and absorbing, and he accepted more responsibility each uh, kind of phase along the way, and now he's a head coach. And um, Belichick once said that of all the guys that he had coached or watched with, Jed Fish was most ready to become a head coach. Uh, So he's... uh, He's really an interesting dude, and I think he's a total person kind of a person also. His interest in the players goes beyond the X's and O's, and he's concerned about what they're learning as people and how they're growing as men as, as well. So, Shep. Well, Dana, uh, maybe we lost Shep nope. there for a minute. Uh, there we go. Oh, sorry, sorry. about sorry. that. No, sorry it's okay. About that. No, I was going to ask Dana about the two-quarterback system. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you, when you play two quarterbacks, you say, well, we like two quarterbacks, and that's what we're going to do. I think most would prefer to have one. How are you reading this situation on the offensive side of things? Well, I think you're right about that, Chep. Uh, my guess, and this is my guess, uh, push come to shove, Coach Fish would rather have a clear-cut separation between uh, Cruz and, and Plummer. He, he, he doesn't have that right now, so he's named these guys as co-starters. Gunner Cruz will get the first snaps, maybe the first couple of series, and he got more reps with the ones in practice this past week than Will Plummer did. Now, maybe that's because he had already been designated to actually physically, formally start the game, but he was taking more snaps with the ones. So we'll see what happens. You know, if he takes the Cats on two successive scoring drives to start the game, then you would have to think he's going to stay in there. Uh, so Coach Fish hasn't tipped his hand, really. He's just said, this is the way we're going to go, and we'll, we'll take it on a play-by-play or a drive-by-drive uh, uh, basis. But he said both, he told both the guys what the plan was. He sat them down together, and he said they were both really mature about it, and they accepted uh, the notion of what he's trying to do. And, and the team seems to have responded well as well. Now we'll find out when they start throwing around out on the field. Dana, what does success look like for the Arizona Wildcats tonight? I think obviously they've got a winning streak that's going, or sorry, excuse me, a winless streak right. uh, going. Is this a game where they just want to avoid mistakes and be competitive and maybe try and be there at the, at the end, or do you get the sense that this program feels that the past is in the past and we have every opportunity to come out here and we expect to win every 
you know, to have a chance to win every Saturday lining up. Well, I think you hit several points there. Uh, the past is the past, and, and these, these guys have got to mentally and in actuality put the past be behind them. It's a quite a bit different team, almost an entirely new coaching staff. But to your point, I think we're going to need some turnovers. I think the Arizona defense is going to have to generate a couple of turnovers. They might have to score off of one of them. Jed Fish has said that one of his objectives for every game is to have the team say, oh, that's the toughest team we've played this season. And, and I think most coaches would say that, but he's serious about it. So he's looking for fire. He's looking for drive. He's looking for intensity. And then our defensive coordinator, Don Brown, has this favorite phrase that he likes to use. He wants to see his guys coming over the walls. That's the picturesque term that he likes. So we'll just see how successful they can be. 60 to 62 or 3 percent of the plays that he has run on defense as a coach he brings four guys or more so we'll see how that plan unfolds and uh, we were dead last almost dead last in the nation last year in sacks and getting to the quarterback that's got to change so that would be a mark of success and of course the point spread 11 12 13 points obviously they want to win the game but if they can keep it close and and be tough not turn the ball over and create a couple of turnovers i think that'd be a good cocktail for success dana thank you so much for taking a few minutes we really do appreciate it we'll let you get to uh, to your other job and uh, have a good call tonight <laughs> yeah thanks so much enjoy being with you guys thank Take you care. very much that's Bye-bye. dana cooper sideline reporter for the arizona wildcats broadcast coming up on the other side it's time for cougar cuts the defensive line it's paying attention to what you say online. That's next. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's time for Cougar Cuts. And even though there was a lot of production lost to the NFL on the offensive side of the ball, one thing remains, and that's the offensive scheme. And Gunnar Romney, who I think we all expect to have a pretty big season this year, believes that having another year in this offense will allow everyone to play better. Yeah, it's it's huge. You know, you know what to expect. Um, and just kind of we had the whole entire offseason to prepare with Coach Roderick. Um, you know, exactly where to be at exactly the right time and you know coach Roderick he's he's a genius offensive minded so you, you know you can trust him you know you're going to run a route or you're going to block um, knowing that what you're doing is going to help the play and I think that really helps it. In Riley that really goes back to what you were talking about in terms of that continuity being able to build off of it. Yeah, and the reality is this is the nature of college football. With Zach, we kind of, you know, the last two seasons, we, they've kind of known who the guy is at quarterback, and that's where all the attention is fixed. But there's 120 other guys in the locker room that are learning the same things and, and waiting for their opportunity to play. So, like I said a couple segments ago, I'm excited for this crop, this 2021 team, to get an opportunity starting here tonight to to show uh, all the fruits of that preparation. Well, and let's stay with Gunner for just a second. This was a guy last year, clearly it was BYU's deep threat. I mean, that's his, his speed. His Last year was a breakout year for Gunner, and, and I think that now with guys like Dax Milne now in the NFL, 
I think Gunner takes on an even bigger responsibility, and I think he is more than ready for that task. Most definitely, and one of the things that I'm most excited about is ever since he came back from his mission, it's always the hamstrings are the bane of a wide receiver's existence, and I was talking to some people in the program a couple couple weeks ago, and they said that he has gone through the totality of spring, summer, and fall without a twinge. Uh, on the back part of his legs there. So I'm really excited for him to come into a season completely healthy. And you don't you don't realize until you injure or until you have that type of injury what it does to your mind. So his mind will be clear and his body will be healthy. Big things on the way. And by the way, you had mentioned Zach Wilson a second ago. Uh, our guy Jerem Jordan tweeting out that Zach Wilson had breakfast with the team this morning and will be at the game. The Jets, obviously, the NFL season is not till next week. So this weekend's free. So it looks like Zach's flown to Vegas and he's with the Cougars tonight. And he did leave early, so maybe we can check with the NCA in case something happens with Jaron. I know he hasn't, you know, there's eligibility. Let's get some people on it. No, yeah. I'm kidding. It, it, as if Arizona probably wasn't nervous enough, Zach Wilson, the number two pick in the NFL draft coming out and getting behind center is probably not going to help that situation. <laughs> right. All right, number two, as we've mentioned, the Wildcats will play both Gunnar Cruz and Will Plummer at quarterback in tonight's game. At least that's the plan going in. Defensive lineman Uriah Leotawa isn't concerned about facing two quarterbacks because they've already had to do that in practice. We just finished a quarterback battle, you know, and, like, we've had to prep for three different quarterbacks here at BYU. So our coaches are making sure that we know what the dangers of each one of the quarterbacks that we're going to play against. Like, we don't know which one it would be. Right now, we're just trying to be as prepared as possible. We're trying to, like, try to simplify things down. We're just going to prep as much as possible. And that's really all you can do, Riley. I mean, you, you probably have some sort of a base defense that you think is probably going to work for each quarterback. And then there's certain tendencies from both that maybe you tweak things. But this really does kind of feel like, you know, BYU has been able to go against three different quarterbacks. I, I don't anticipate it being that big of an issue on the defensive side. I don't either, and the reality is any week one game, the team that executes their base principles, their foundational schemes the best, is normally the team that comes out on top. So the task really doesn't change who the not only who the other quarterback for the other team is, but really who the opponent on the other side is. Week one is all about, because everybody's fresh, everybody's coming out of fall camp, it's all about who can limit their mistakes and who can just simply execute uh, you know the base principles of their concepts. It's later in the season that you add the frills and you know some of the more exotic blitzes or the trick plays. Week one, you just got to come out and and keep base principles like you know maintain your rush lanes and maintain you know keep leverage on the outside. And if you're on the back, play good technique as you're covering the receivers downfield. So whoever's behind center with the Wildcats, it shouldn't matter that much uh, to BYU. And they will make in-game adjustments uh, if one of them does. Uh, have to pose a problem, but that's something they can easily fix and come out and, and have the juice to to prevent them. All right, let's stay with Uriah. Uh, this was just too good of a soundbite to not play here. He talked about hearing what people say about the defensive line and that they're, uh, that they're a question mark. He didn't seem to like that idea very much. Our, our defensive line is super excited. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not like you know, Amish people, we we read the internet and stuff sometimes. Our D-line gets really insulted by some of this stuff, bro. Like, I think all of us are just itching to get at it, bro. And so um, we're ready. <laughs> what do you make of that? I, first of all, I love that they're like, yeah, we hear the criticism and we don't like it. 
I love that the players are, clearly are going to use that as some motivation. I love it. So do I, and it lets you know, because here's, I'm on the internet too, I'm not a player, and so it doesn't affect me as much, it's not as big as a distraction, in fact, one could say it's my job to be on there and know what's, you know, keep my finger on the pulse with the fans, and I don't know that I've seen, like, criticism or lack of faith, I think it's more just people, Kyrus Tonga was a great player, and he kind of anchored the defensive line last year, I think it's more just people are... They don't know what to expect with this new crop. But the fact that Uriah and maybe some of the other guys are taking that as a slight or they're taking that as a criticism uh, against them shows how competitive they are, which that's what you want on those on that front four, the base, the foundation of your defensive front. You want them chomping at the bit, and you want them looking for every reason to inflict some pain on your opponent, whether it's motivated from the fans or otherwise. Hey, who knows? Maybe when they line up over, uh, over the football, they're looking at the other guy and envisioning him being the guy on Twitter that's you know, it's taking shots at the D-line. Maybe they'll use that as motivation. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, um, oh my gosh, what was the what was the football movie with Adam Sandler? We were talking about... Yeah, Waterboy. Waterboy, yeah. The, how the we envision- oh yeah, the head changes and everything, yeah. Yeah, no, I, hey, whatever works for you, although I will say that the most annoying and loudest trolls on Twitter normally have the egg icon. They're, they're not even mad enough to put a picture of themselves out there, so That's right. I don't know how well that would work. Well, actually, they'd see an egg head, which is probably appropriate <laughs> for those that are out there making comments without knowledge. Let's quickly pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU-FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. Up next, what does linebacker Peyton Wilgar and an old-school country music singer have in common? Oh, yeah, that's what we like to call a tease. You're going to find out in Shep Talk or Cougar Pregame Live after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Linebacker Peyton Wilgar has had an interesting journey wearing the BYU uniform, from walk-on to possibly transferring to now being one of the best players on the team. The St. George native anchors the linebacking core and will one day live out a dream of playing in the National Football League. Here's this week's Shep Talk with Peyton Wilgar. Peyton, what's it like when you finally get past all of fall camp, the offseason is coming to an end, and you're finally at game week? I've got to imagine it's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah, it's so exciting. You know, all the work we put in throughout the whole year, it really is for this Saturday, you know, to be able to go out and play in front of the fans and, and whatever else. It's it's so exciting to really go out and show what we've been working so hard for. Speaking of the fans, and I know this has been a topic of discussion, I mean, you guys played some games last year with fans in the stands, but to be able to go back to a full-capacity arena in Vegas, an NFL stadium, you know it's going to be mostly blue in the crowd. That's got to get you guys excited. Oh, yeah. I am so excited just to just to play in front of family and friends and, and all of Cougar Nation. It's going to be a blast. I mean, that's what college football really is about. All the environment is amazing. There's nothing like it to be able to play in front of all the fans. I want to ask you what it was like to grow up as a BYU fan and certainly not just a BYU fan, but a BYU fan whose dad played for the Cougars. What was your fandom like growing up? 
Yeah, I mean, ever since I knew that my dad played for BYU, I was BYU through and through. <laughs> so, I mean, whenever I could get to a game or watch it on TV, it was it was so exciting to just kind of be a part of that that uh, as a fan to kind of be involved with all that stuff. Do you remember the moment where you realized, oh, my goodness, I'm here. I'm doing this as a BYU Cougar. Yeah, I mean, for me especially, it's been kind of a Cinderella story because I didn't really – I mean, I've always wanted to go to BYU as a kid, but coming out of high school, I didn't. The, the opportunity didn't really present itself like I thought it would. You know, I was a walk-on, then I kind of left and was going to transfer, and it came back. So yeah, it's I'm so grateful to be here every day. I'm here. It's a, it's another moment that I'm grateful for. And that's actually what I wanted to ask you about in terms of your journey. I have to imagine it maybe even means more to you as the preferred walk-on and then working your way to being a starter and certainly an impact player. And now, you know, the NFL is, is the next step for you. I've got to imagine it feels pretty cool to be able to plot your own course in the BYU football program. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it any other way. I mean, grateful for every opportunity that presented it to me. I mean, that being a walk-on, I think it made me a better player. It made me be more grateful for the opportunity I've got. So, I mean, yeah, most definitely I, I wouldn't have it any other way. The way I did it, I loved it. I was grateful for it. It made me who I am today, and, and, and so I'm, I'm just grateful for that. Where do you think the defense overall and then the linebackers specifically got better over the offseason and then the past month of camp? Yeah, our defense, you know, I think a lot of people kind of – we lost a lot of guys last year that everyone knows, but a lot of guys are stepping up and I think we're coming together really well. And I think we're going to surprise a lot of people as far as the linebackers go. You know, we have a, anyone, I feel comfortable with anyone in the linebacker room being on the field. You know, the younger guys are really pushing the starters to, to play better. And it, and it's been really good to have that competition throughout the linebacker room. If you look at that position, that has become such a strength for BYU over the decades. And I know BYU will always be known as QBU, but the amount of linebackers that the Cougars have been able to produce and then ultimately go to the NFL has been really, really significant. Give everybody an idea of what this year's linebacker room is like. Yeah, it's great. You know, we we're all very close. We all we all enjoy each other's company and we have fun. But when the time comes where we're on the field, we we all know it means business, you know, and everyone from the starters to the second, third and fourth stringers, we're all out there. and We mean business and everyone's going to push each other to be better. So it's it's great. Let's push things forward to Arizona. This is a team that's lost 12 games in a row dating back to 2019. You know they're going to be hungry. A lot of changes from coaching staff to personnel. What stands out to you about the offense, at least from what you guys know in a lot of unknowns? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there is a lot of unknowns going into this. But, you know, I'm not too worried about, you know, whatever team shows up on Saturday, we're going to go out and play hard and do our thing, you know. So, yeah, obviously, yeah, we're going to look into it. There's a lot of unknowns, new coaching staff. And, and yeah, you say they haven't won a bunch of games in the past, but, I mean, that's the past. A lot of people talk about our past and our schedule last year. We have a chip on our shoulder, and we're just going out there and going to play our game. All right, let's wrap things up, Peyton, with the final four. What is your favorite BYU uniform combination? I'd have to go with the all-white and royal accents. Okay. Any particular yeah. reason why? I think it just looks clean. It looks nice. It feels good. I got to admit, though, finally seeing the, the all-royal helmets, you guys practicing in those this week and knowing that that's going to be the game helmet, those are pretty slick looking. I got I to give it up for that. That's really nice, Logan. Yeah, they are. They are clean. I mean, really all our uniforms. I love, I love our uniform combinations. They're, they're nice and simple and clean, and I, I really enjoy all of them. So. 
Okay, the song, group, or artist that you were embarrassed to admit that you like? Song, group, or artist. Okay, here's one, actually. It's funny. Marty Robbins. A lot of people, when I play Marty Robbins, old country singer, 1950s, he's one of my favorites, really, when I'm listening to country. My grandpa would always would always play that around. So whenever I was at grandma and grandpa's house, he was playing Marty Robbins, and I kind of fell in love with his country music. So people, when I play it, they kind of are like, what is this? What are you doing? But I really enjoy Marty Robbins. Marty Robbins, that's good. And I know I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Hey, who is your favorite athlete, past or present? All Out of all athletes? Yep, anybody, ever. Honestly, I got to go with my guy, LeBron James. I'm a big, big LeBron guy. I've so were you a Laker fan then too? Yeah, people always say I'm a bandwagon. I'm a LeBron fan. Wherever LeBron's at, that's my team. I'm going to cheer for that team. Okay. All right. Last question. What is the best part about being a part of BYU football? Honestly, just like the tradition of BYU. You know, my dad played here and, and playing in the same rivalry games that he played in. And it's just, it's just amazing to kind of go through what my dad went through just in a different era. I really enjoy the aspect of it. Peyton, great stuff. Thank you for doing this, and good luck against the Wildcats. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. BYU linebacker Peyton Wilgar beginning the season with our Shep Talks. And, Riley, you're a country music guy, Riley. You know Marty Robbins, <laughs> don't you? I wish. I country, Despite growing up in Cache Valley and around <laughs> a lot of country music fans, uh, my dad kept our cars uh, full of Van Halen and Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, and the like. Okay. But, uh, no, Marty Robbins is new to me, but I just looked him up on my Apple Music, so I will soon give it a listen. The song, the song, the, honestly, I only know one of Marty Robbins' songs. It's El Paso. I think that's the one he's probably most known for. That's a good song. At least check that one out. Most definitely. So let's talk about Peyton Wilgar for a second. This is a guy that uh, we had uh, Cam Meller. Uh, on BYU Sports Nation, and he he covers college football. He believes that Peyton Wilgar will be a second-round NFL draft pick. He is very high. There's no question in my mind Peyton Wilgar can play in the NFL. This is a guy that is so important to what BYU does on defense at that linebacker position. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he I'll never forget when he kind of announced his presence. It was week four, whatever that was, in 2019 against USC, and he had that incredible interception uh, as USC was driving about to enter the red zone, and they, uh, you know, he he stemmed the tide and, and came up with a very key play in that game that allowed BYU to eventually win it in overtime. So, uh, you know, ever since then, he's continued to make more and more plays. He's extremely athletic. He has loose hips and long arms. He doesn't shy away from contact, and then most importantly, he's shown an ability to play both – two planes sideline to sideline uh which has been really important but as you kind of look at the the evolution of the linebacker position it, you had the big physical types like ray lewis and then you had sideline to sideline guys like bobby wagner but now they've they've kind of come back a little bit that it's not just that you need to go sideline to sideline you need to go you need to be able to play downhill and still meet running backs in the hole and peyton can do all those things he's still got some room to develop but he's still got time to develop uh, only being a redshirt sophomore um and but the sky's the limit for him Coming up next is BYU on the verge of joining the ranks of the Power Five. We will discuss what could be a monumental week coming up for the BYU Cougars. You're tuned in to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson with you, getting you ready for the Cougars and Arizona Wildcats. Reports over the last few weeks, Riley, and then a flurry of information yesterday all suggest that BYU could receive an invitation to join the Big 12 Conference very, very soon. What I want to do, we'll get into a little bit of a discussion, but I want to update everybody on the absolute latest in terms of what is currently being reported. So according to reports from The Athletic, from Brett McMurphy of uh, the Action Network, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, here's what we know so far. BYU, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston are expected to round out the four schools that will join the Big 12 Conference. All four schools will reportedly apply for membership to the Big 12 this week. The Big 12 presidents will meet on Friday, that is September 10th, where they could approve the membership requests and issue official invitations. According to reports, all four schools are expected to receive memberships in all sports, so no football only. This is an all-sports invitation. Uh, The hope is to have all four schools playing in the Big 12 by 2023 or 2024. However... Because BYU is an independent, the Cougars could join earlier than the others, possibly as soon as next season. It's also being reported that all four schools have the necessary votes and that the process is considered at this point a formality. There's a lot there, and there was a lot of information that's been coming across certainly yesterday, a lot of information. What's your initial thought on the possibility that BYU may be on the verge, Riley, of being a Power 5 team in a Power 5 conference within the next year or two? I think it's extremely exciting. I think that it's a culmination of a lot of effort, uh, uh, wading through a lot of waters where there was a lot of intense scrutiny, a lot of questions of unknowns, nobody knowing what the future held. But uh, credit to Tom Homo and and uh, Kevin Worthen the, and the the other decision makers involved in the administration for you know sticking to the path and waiting for an opportunity like this to emerge to where it looks like it's uh you know something really exciting that's about to happen actually talking about actual gameplay one of the things that i love ucf took care of business against boise uh houston's putting it on texas tech right so they're a a current big 12 yeah they're up 21 7 over texas tech yeah and and cincinnati's picked picked up right where they left off last year coming into the season ranked uh number nine and they absolutely you know steamrolled the team that they played today and hopefully BYU has a chance to round out the four and showing out uh, while all this talk about them deserving uh, a step up into the next echelon of sports goes it's nice when you back that up on the field and all those four teams will show out with impressive uh, week one performances let's talk a little bit about what this means for the BYU football program and obviously in all sports it's going to have wide-ranging effects on the entire athletic program but as it pertains specifically to football obviously there's a financial benefit to being in a p5 conference there's no question about that there is the recruiting advantage in terms of being in a p5 what do you believe this means for the overall football program if and when this happens? Well, one of the first things that came to my mind in preparing for this discussion that we were going to have on air was, uh, you know, we did lose Grimes and Mateos, but 
now all of a sudden, if we're in a Big 12 conference, and look, all credit to BYU and and where and its position in college football, but it is it is a high, it's an upper tier stepping stone job, it, more so for assistants than I think head coaches. I think head coaches, you know, like extending Kalani, and Kalani's got no, you know, no at least stated desires to go anywhere else. But for assistant coaches. You, you can't stay here long term as assistant. So I can't help but wonder, you know, BYU's in the Big 12, and all of a sudden Baylor comes knocking on Grimes' and Mateos' door, and they're like, well, instead of all of a sudden being a step up, both financially and as far as perception um, in the hierarchy of college football, now they look at it and it's like, well, it's a lateral move, and I'd way rather live in Provo, Utah, and be part of BYU than in Waco. As much as I love, you know, chipping, uh, oh, darn it, what's the home makeover? Oh, you're Chip, talking about Chip, Chip and Joanna. Joanna. Yeah. As much as I love Chip and Joanna, like, uh, thank you. I, I'll take the mountains of Provo. But, uh, you know, that, just things like that. And then all of a sudden this BYU 21-21 where we're talking about having to replace a couple people on the coaching staff. We're talking about running the entire staff back with a ton of talent coming back and a ton of talent that entered the program. And it's like the snowball that keeps feeding itself. So uh, I think it means a lot for the, the type of players that BYU can now go after and actively recruit. Although I don't think the profile will change much in that BYU is a unique place that's a unique draw for athletes but for coaches and just other aspects around the uh, around the administration I think it could be transformational look make no mistake though any trip to Waco is gonna have to have some time set aside to go over and see Magnolia and fix her upper with Chip and Joanna though yeah and pick up a lamp and mail it back home to the wife that's what I'm saying that is what I am saying all right the, the most important question if somebody started a GoFundMe account for a billboard at Point of the Mountain as you're heading south that says, Welcome to Big 12 Country. Would you donate? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Please let me petition. I, in fact, that's one of the biggest thing I make fun There's plenty of reasons to make fun of Utah fans, but the biggest one is no, nobody else cheers for the conference. You cheer for your team. They happen to be part. And, yes, you want your conference to do well, but no. And please Please, I'm begging anybody within listening, uh, within earshot of this, do not make stickers. Don't make shirts. I mean, if we need the small little logo beneath the BYU, but we are BYU fans first, no matter what the conference affiliation. One of the corniest things that I think any fan base could do would be to actively cheer for a conference at large as opposed to their specific team. Okay, I am just uh, making a quick change to my Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) I am uh, taking you off the list for the bumper sticker. Okay, all right. No, I, I'm with you. I think it's I think it's funny. And you know, look, we've gone ten years making fun of the other side for certain things. That that means we can't do it when it happens. Absolutely, to us. absolutely. All right, coming up, we will visit with the voice, Greg Rubel. Can't wait for this. Cougar pregame live continues next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar pregame live on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And joining us now from Allegiant Stadium in the press box, he is the voice of the Cougars. He is Greg Rubel. Hello, Greg. How excited are you tonight? Well, Jason, I'm very stoked. This is a this is a cathedral of football. This is uh, I know I know there there are some more elements as Riley hit on uh, of Vegas glitz and glamour here, but this place is spectacular. Now we've done we've done games in NFL venues, uh, indoor ones, outdoor ones, and of course since it's brand new, there was a season of football in here, albeit without fans. Uh, as advertised, I love this place, and the fact that BYU could be coming back again next year, and hopefully. 
every once in a while uh, thereafter. It would be great. Uh, you know, ideally, right, you'd love to have this be a, uh, almost an annual thing where you, where you take one of your road games and play it in Vegas, essentially. And, and it becomes maybe you know, like a quasi-seventh home game if the fans show out the way they, we expect them to. Uh, of course, when you bring a team like Notre Dame, if that Notre Dame-BYU thing is going to happen, you know the game will be sold out no matter who buys the tickets. But uh, what a great place to be. And, and, of course, Vegas, as you know, Jason, has been kind yep. to the Cougars over the years and spent some time uh, on the field a short time ago and, and a lot more BYU blue uh, than Arizona red right now. And this is around the stadium. And so I think it will be evident to those watching. It will be audible to those listening. And ultimately, I think you're going to come out of this believing it was kind of, a, a again, a quasi-home game for BYU tonight. Well, while last year was certainly unique, to say the least, it also was a year, I think, that really reinvigorated a lot of BYU fans. After an amazing 11-1 season and one that produced ultimately the number 2 overall draft pick in the NFL in Zach Wilson, what's your feeling about this team going into this season? Well, I think you I think you can feel about BYU, Jason, as good as is possible when you do lose the number two overall pick to the NFL and a third-round pick and other draft picks in addition to those top two we just talked about. Um, uh, you know, Kyrus Tonga was, was also, a, you know, high, highly sought after and maybe a starter in the NFL. So, yeah, a lot of great talent was lost. But I think that's the reason maybe outsiders would say BYU's not ranked to begin the year because of just how important Zach Wilson was to BYU last year but that said I mean almost everybody else uh, is back you don't you don't discount the loss of Dax Milne he was the leading receiver for a lot of good reasons but Gunnar Romney needn't be too far behind Dax Milne in terms of productivity this year and Neil Pau was probably poised for a breakout year the Nakua uh, brothers will ultimately make their mark for BYU there's no doubt about that and I think Keanu Hill and Chris Jackson are, are you know maybe last year's lesser lights who will shine brighter this season I, Tyler Algier is no mistake as a thousand yard back. You don't run seven yards per carry on a buck fifty in terms of number of carries without being a legit running back, and he's got bodies besides him there. And we all know what Jaron Hall can do. We've seen Gunnar Romney win games. Uh, this is a, a a pretty well stoutly loaded team without the NFL quarterback they lost to the next level. So, yeah, just positive feelings. Yeah, BYU 0-0 zero zero right now, and there's every reason to be optimistic, but I don't think it's unfounded, Jace. I think it's legit, and I think this BYU, you know, quote-unquote no-name defense will, will, will create some names as the season goes along, and I'm excited about that too. Greg, if you had one question unanswered or one cause for hesitancy with this 2021 team what would it be more curiosity about the right side of the offensive line uh that's where you don't have any starts right now uh a left side and at center you've got a good number of starts and a lot of reps and while connor pay proved he was good enough to step in and basically be the center for the entire game in the boca raton bowl a few months ago and harris lachance has gotten meaningful reps and joe tuku uh, joe tukuafu is a guy with some starts i want to see how that right line uh holds up for byu that's one of the early curiosities i would have uh, I'm not too curious about Dallin Holker because I think I already get a feel for what he's going to look like, and it's going to look like his freshman season. He's been good, and uh, I think surprisingly good maybe from the coaching staff standpoint. So uh, that's maybe the one thing I'm, I'm looking to, and, and overall on defense. I, I think we get the sense, Jason Riley and, and audience, that the coaches feel that this could be as good 
uh, a BYU defense on the edges as they've been in some time. And so where will that show up? That's another question I have as well. Jason, do you want to get some personnel notes? Yeah, or, uh, you've, uh, you just got uh, done speaking with head coach Kalani Sataki, and everybody will hear the full interview come up in about a half an hour. What, what do we know personnel-wise? Well, I, I'd expect an offensive line uh, left to right to look like this. Blake Freeland, Clark Barrington, and James Empey left to center. And that's that's where you get your starts, right? And then you're going to have Connor Pay and Harris Lachance likely suiting up at right guard and right tackle. The next guys up would be Tukuafu, uh, Campbell Barrington most likely, maybe even Braden Kime being the eighth. But that's what I think your O-line will look like. Uh, Romney, Pau, and Hill could be, if they were open to open in a three-wide set, those are probably your, your three wides. We're going to see how the Nakua bro- uh, brothers are. Um, they, 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 they were kind of in and out during camp and, and are being brought along. And so I guess the question mark would be uh, for both Nakua brothers tonight on the offensive side, and then defensively, uh, Max Tooley was a little dinged during camp. Uh, Jackson Kofusi as well. So a couple of linebackers to watch in terms of their availability tonight. Jacob Robinson had an excellent camp, so much so that I think he's gone from being a depth guy to potentially a starter at nickel tonight for BYU. So that's something exciting to see. Utah State transfer, and uh, and he could be an, an important part of the puzzle as BYU throws a multiplicity of defenses out there. Again, the, 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 the reason BYU lists so many defensive players on the depth chart is because they have that many combinations, Jason, and, and that's really why they do it. And so, you know, depending on any def- uh, given offensive set, you could see any number of defensive uh, alignments for BYU. And Kalani did reinforce in our pregame interview that, you know, when, when the, the defensive coordinator on the other side's nicknamed Dr. Blitz, <laughs> he's kind of prepared his guys to see that tonight. So, uh, you know, that's the expectation. But in terms of offense, he said, you know, we're guessing pro style right now. We're guessing a, a pro style feel on the Arizona offensive side and of course the Wildcats already know quite well what BYU wants to do offensively so that's the uh, kind of the recap from my conversation with Kalani great stuff as always Greg we'll let you go thank you so much for the insight we appreciate it Riley we'll let you go as well thanks so much for the last hour great stuff we'll hear both of you coming up in about a half an hour thanks thank you bet it's Greg Rubel the voice of the Cougars and Riley Nelson they'll be on the broadcast coming up in about a half an hour after a quick break we'll be joined by sideline reporter Mitchell Jurgens, Cougar Pregame Live, continues next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Cougars getting ready to face the Arizona Wildcats in the season opener in Las Vegas. Joined now by sideline reporter Mitchell Jurgens, who will be roaming the field at Allegiant Stadium. And Mitch, i got to imagine, look, you were on the sideline last year, even during the pandemic season. And BYU had a couple of games where they had some fans, you know, a couple thousand here and there. But i got to imagine you're pretty excited to be on the sidelines of a packed place uh, with all of the fans mostly wearing blue tonight. As grateful as I was to be part of that sideline experience last year to watch, you know, and call some football games, uh, college football is not the same without packed stands. Um, you know, I'm sure the players could attest to this last year, but there were games when the players trotted onto the field without fans in the stands, and it, it really didn't feel like a game. Um, it almost felt like a scrimmage or combined practice or something. So, you know, as soon as these players run out onto the field with screaming fans, it will be an adrenaline rush for them like no other. Um, and, you know, as, as a player, I remember that, you know, the energy in the stadium, it almost made me feel to an extent invincible. Like, 
I felt like I could jump higher, run faster. Um, and I know it was the energy from the noise and the adrenaline from the stadium. So, you know, it's exciting for the players, but equally as exciting for us as fans and spectators having missed this last season. Zach Wilson last year was just absolutely amazing. He was phenomenal. Now, Jaron Hall takes over as the starter. We know how good he can be. We've seen him in games. We've seen him start games. What do you think Jaron brings to this offense? Yeah, and Jason, before I get to what he will bring, I'm sure you know you remember, but for those that don't, ahead of the 2020 season, there, there was a QB battle for the starting yeah. role. After spring, people didn't know who was going to be the starting quarterback come fall, um, didn't know that it was going to be Zach. And, you know, I remember being on Team Jaron for a while, like thinking of, of his athletic ability, um, the, the skill set that he had, and how he performed in the 2019 season um, that, you know, I, I thought he would be, he was kind of the guy I was pulling for, obviously in fall camp, he had some injuries, couldn't really compete for that starting role. Um, and then Zach came in and absolutely killed it, right? He obviously made some serious improvements in the offseason and was arguably the best quarterback in college football. Uh, but with where I had rated Jaron Versack at that time ahead of the 2020 season, it wouldn't surprise me if he comes out and does what Zach did last year uh, because he has the talent. Um, you know, Zach was able to make uh, people move or, or make – uh, moves with his feet and uh, make plays there. And I think Jaron is more dangerous with with his legs. So he obviously brings kind of that run threat to the offense this year, putting him in a position to convert some key third downs, um, have some big plays on his feet. Um, but as far as his arm goes, he has an incredible arm. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of having athletes um, commanding the offense. And this guy is a tremendous center fielder in baseball, uh, you know, multi-sport athlete with a strong arm. So I know he can make the tough and difficult throws with authority. Let's, you know, the thing that I'll be watching is can he do that consistently and accurately um, as Zach was last year. So really excited to see how he does with, with his natural abilities uh, for this season. Yeah, I uh, during uh, calling BYU baseball games, I have been able to call one grand slam. It was <laughs> off the bat of Jaron Hall. So, the, yes, this, the, this, this guy is crazy, and I agree with you. I mean, he is a true dual-threat quarterback. It's not that he can run. It is a weapon for him to run. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, and that's, that's the thing. When you put athletes back there, there's so many more components that a defense has to key in on, and it puts him at such an advantage where if he can, you know, do what we've, we saw Zach do last year with his arm, then this guy can be another huge threat this season. All right, let's tap into to, uh, to certainly your expertise as a former receiver. i I, I got to ask you about your former position. You can argue that even after losing Dax Milne to the NFL, that the receiving core is as good as if not, maybe better than what we've seen in some time. Do you agree or disagree with that? You know, I, I t- completely agree. But, uh, I mean, I say the 2014-2015 receiving course got to be up there somewhere. Who was on that, by the way? I, I, don't, I don't know. We'd have to go check. we <laughs> go back and look. But, no, I, in all seriousness, though, this um, this crew this year has so much depth, and I think that's what's setting them apart. You know, you look at those receivers, Puka's the real deal, um, and he's only going to get better with time as he learns and, and gets comfortable with the offense. Um, Samson is a vet with a ton of experience who's played in a ton of college football games. Um, Keanu Hill is the young stud who has a ton of skills that I'm excited to see. Um, and, you know, Gunner's Gunner, right? We've seen him do what he can do. He'll most likely lead the group this year in targets and yards. Uh, the vertical and downfield threat he brings is absolutely key. Um, and then Neil Powell. I, I'm actually, I don't 
know if this is considered a hot take or not, but um, you know, I think he can be the best receiver in this core from the improvements he has made since last season. Um, he had a very strong second half of the season last year, and I think his experience and skill set will wow a lot of people this year. Yeah, um, I, I've, I've heard a lot of people, Mitch, say, do not sleep on Neil Pau, that he could be a big-time threat this year. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, just his, I mean, his route-running ability, the, the ability to create separation, he's so crisp, and, and you've seen it improve even from last year. And so I'm excited to see what he does. And then one more thing on that, you know, going away from the receivers, I'm excited to see Dallin Holker. Um, you know, we saw what Isaac Rex did, and he's a beast, but I think Dallin Holker, um, he has so much natural ability, you know, very Dennis Pitta-like, and I would not be surprised if at some point in the season he becomes a go-to target for Jaron Hall um, because of just how dominant he can be. So a lot, a ton of weapons for Jaron. Um, they're definitely not uh, missing some opportunities with uh, any departures from last season. All right, Mitchell, one last question before we let you go. We know that uh, Dr. Blitz is going to bring the house uh, against the Cougar offense. As an offensive player, how do you take advantage of that style of defense? Yeah, so, I mean, there's a number of things you can do. I mean, first off, my mind goes to quick game. You've got to be dialed in on timing for the quick game. Um, running back screens, um, some quick deep shots down the field will um, potentially back some uh, back the, the blitzes up a little bit. Um, and then some strong power runs to get ahead of the blitz. Um, you know, we, we can talk about specific plays, but for me the biggest thing is to win early and make Arizona make adjustments. Um, you know, a mobile quarterback will help with this because if somehow he does get into trouble, um, Jaron can extend plays and make the defense pay with, you know, having brought so many people behind the line. If he gets outside the pocket, you know, that's less players for him to beat and, and, and make miss. And so um, for me, too, you, you've got to have a dominant offensive line. Take control of those blitzes. Be smart. Be aware where those are coming to have those guys pick it up. And if they can do that, um, you know, we've seen the offensive line last year that they were just nasty. They were powerful. And that set the tone. And so if they can do that tonight, um, I think, you know, it, it could go really well for the Cougs. He's Mitchell Jurgens. You'll hear him on the broadcast with Greg and Riley roaming the sidelines. Mitchell, great stuff as always. Enjoy this one, man. We'll talk to you a little bit later. Appreciate it, Jason. Thanks. There we go. On the other side, Arizona head coach Jed Fish's thoughts on facing BYU. This is next on Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Nearing kickoff between BYU and Arizona, live from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Jed Fish is in his first season as head coach of the U of A. He's had a long career as a coach in both college and the pros, but this is his first head coaching job. During his weekly media press conference, he said he is absolutely ready to get this thing going. Finally, game week, which is uh, awfully exciting for our program, for our team, for our staff. For me personally, uh, just excited about getting this thing going and uh, feel really good about where we're at. Feel like we're um, in a good place, both mentally and physically, to go out there and succeed. And uh, we're looking forward to the opportunity. Mentioned this is Coach Fish's first time as a head coach, and he was asked what was going through his mind heading into this game. Well, I mean, a lot, because uh, got to call a game, got a game plan. So not only are you 
responsible for managing the game, but also responsible for being the offensive play caller and making sure that uh, the game plan is what we want it to be, call, making sure the quarterbacks are ready to go, making sure that the offense, installing every offensive play this week to make sure we're all on the same page of how we want it to look. Game management is a huge part of it. Excited about really this this privilege of being a head coach. We got great coaches that I can rely heavily on, feel really good about where we're at in terms of our staff, but we still have to go out and execute it. And uh, that's that's the key right now. And obviously, as the head coach, you're responsible for what the team looks like. And we can't have silly errors. We can't get plays where there's 10 guys on the field. We have to, you know, avoid having free runners or free guys in the backfield and all the things that, you know, you agonize over. But, you know, you've gone from being, you know, the guy that makes suggestions to the guy that makes decisions. You know, and I think that's something that's interesting. He was talking about you, you got to limit the mistakes and you can't have, you know, careless penalties. And I think if you're BYU, that's what you're almost counting on is trying to do everything you possibly can to force those types of things for a team that just hasn't had continuity and trying to implement a lot of new things. And you can probably force them into some mistakes. I think that's absolutely what BYU is going to try to do today. Speaking of the Cougars, Coach Fish was asked about facing this BYU team in the opener. You know, they're coming off an 11-1 season. They're tough. They're physical. They got some, you know, some guys they replace, but they replace them with veteran players. You know, they're always going to play good, sound, fundamental football. They're always going to um, be hard to block and hard to tackle. You know, they've got some ability to be super explosive. They brought some guys in here, uh, in there, that uh, can certainly stretch the field. We know that we've got our work cut out for us with that team. And uh, we're excited about the opportunity, but we know that it's a good, it's a good defensive team, it's a good offensive team, and they certainly know how to, you know, not beat themselves on special teams. So that's all three phases working together, and that's how you go eleven and one. One of the biggest talking points about the Arizona offense has been the fact that they're going to play two quarterbacks in this game. Gunnar Cruz, Will Plummer will both see action. Coach Fish discussed how he envisions that working and if there has been any separation from either quarterback since the two-QB decision was made. Yeah, there's some separation uh, continuing to go on. You know, as we continue to evaluate that, we'll make decisions on how much separation is actually occurring. We plan on playing them both. How much, we're not sure yet. We'll see what that looks like, see how the game goes. There's certainly an opportunity for a little platoon system, but right now they've embraced it. They're working hard at it. They're working hard at getting better. I think that there's been success here in the past of a two-quarterback system. From what I understand, I think in 1998 there was a two-quarterback system and they went 12-1. and So we'll see what that looks like. Not saying it's going to look like that, but I do know that it has happened here before. Finally, Coach Fish was asked about the BYU defense and how he expects the Cougars to defend his offense. Uh, I would expect a lot of zone coverage. I would expect them to be able to be very physical, very strong. I would expect them to be very disciplined schematically. You know, I, I would assume that uh, they're top 10 defense in almost every single category. I don't know how much they would change than what they've done in the past. Uh, I think they kept scoring offenses down in the top. They were top five in scoring defense last year. I think they were 11th or something in total defense. Uh, I think they gave up 318 yards a game. So that's pretty uh, pretty impressive, to say the least. So I would expect to see a big dose of what they did, and um, I'm sure they're going to do it at a very high level like they've done in the past. 
That is the head coach of the Arizona Wildcats, Jed Fish. When we come back, we'll check out some other action in college football and get you ready for the remainder of Cougar Pregame Live, live from Las Vegas. More after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cooper Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Final segment of Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Jason Shepard with you in our BYU Radio Studios in Provo, Utah. Let's get you caught up on some other scores going on today in college football. Week one, I know there was week zero. There were certainly some games, got everybody excited, but this is week one of college football. We will start in the top 25 third quarter action. Number five, Georgia, leading number three, Clemson, by a touchdown. Seven nothing is the score there. 13th ranked Florida, leading Florida Atlantic, 14 to nothing at the half. Number six, Texas A&M, leading Kent State 10-3. to Also at the half, 20th-ranked Washington, the Huskies, up 7-3 to over Montana. LSU, 16th-ranked, is tied with UCLA at 7 apiece with 12.51 to go in the second quarter. Finals from earlier today, number one, Alabama, taken down number 14, Miami, 44-13. to Number two, Oklahoma, they got a scare from Tulane. They ultimately win 40-35 to over Tulane. Also, number 7, Iowa State, defeats Northern Iowa 16-10. to Eighth-ranked Cincinnati defeats Miami of Ohio 49-14. to Eleventh-ranked Oregon on top of Fresno State 31-24. to Number 19, Penn State defeats number 12, Wisconsin at Wisconsin 16-10. to USC, who BYU will face at the end of this season, they are ranked 15th. They defeat San Jose State 30-7. to And number 18, Iowa, on top of number 17, Indiana, 34-6. to One other final for you, number 21, Texas, defeats 23rd-ranked Louisiana, 38-18. to uh, One game going on right now, and this certainly has uh, some intrigue, you know, for no particular reason. It just has a Big 12 team in it, and Houston, who may also be joining the Big 12 very soon, Good game. Houston and Texas Tech all tied up at 21 apiece. Houston had led 21-7. Texas Tech has come back to tie it up with 2.19 to go in the third quarter. All right, that is going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, it's the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel and Kalani Sitake. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to preview today's matchup with head coach Kalani Sataki. It's the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Zions Bank. For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. Also brought to you by Big O Tires. Stop by a local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Let's join Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar football fans. And from a nearly full house at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, welcome to another season of BYU football. As tonight, the Cougs open their 2021 campaign with fans in the stands 
and Cougar Nation representing in a big way inside this gleaming, gargantuan home of the Las Vegas Raiders. BYU is back in Vegas. It's home away from home. And tonight's game is expected to look, feel, and sound like a home game for BYU with the Cougars taking on the Arizona Wildcats for the third time in the Kalani Sitake era and the Cougars are looking for their third straight win over the Wildcats under coach Kalani. I'm your play-by-play presenter Greg Rubel with me starting his third season on the headset the slinging scrambling southpaw himself the former BYU quarterback Riley Nelson and Riley a year ago at this time we were genuinely excited and particularly grateful to be calling BYU season opener at Navy but it was an empty venue. The vibe was subdued. One year later, tonight's opening night environment is electric. And what better place than Las Vegas for BYU and Arizona to put on a show? With all the glitz and glam and lights, it will live up to it. And not just the play on the field. As excited as I am to see Jaron Hall, you know, embrace his first full season as a starter and all the other players that are returning back from last year's successful campaign. Yeah, and you can hear a little bit out there as a portion of the team runs out onto the field. I am most excited to hear the roar and feel the pulse of the fans. Great to be here tonight with you and with BYU football, Greg. So good to be back with Riley as well. Coming up next, the season opening pregame thoughts of BYU head coach Kalani Sitake. You're listening to the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. Kalani's pregame interview after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show continues. Once again, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Before we hear from Kalani, let's pause 10 seconds for states to identify themselves on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. From Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, for the Good Sam Kickoff Classic, pitting BYU and Arizona. It's the 25th all-time meeting between these two programs. A BYU win tonight would even the series at 12 games apiece with one tie back in the day. Third time in the Kalani Sitake era that BYU's opening with the Wildcats. Cougars won in Kalani's first game as BYU head coach in the Cardinal Stadium in Glendale back in 2016. They made it two for two with a win in Tucson to kick off the 2018 season. Now in 2021, after an 11-win season that produced five NFL draft picks, the Cougars take on the Cats once again with BYU looking to build off last year's nationally ranked finish. And Arizona, meantime, on a 12-game losing streak and in rebuilding mode. Here now is head coach Kalani Sitake on starting season number six on the sidelines tonight in Vegas. Man, time flies, you know, so I, I, I'm just, I remember when looking at the schedule and seeing this game and how exciting it's going to be This it's in Vegas and, and now it's here and a lot of crazy stories in between happen, but um, man, just really excited to see the guys play tonight. There's probably always a nervousness or an eagerness before any first game of a season, but how comfortable do you feel with the group that's going to take the field tonight? I feel great. I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't predict it, but I know uh, our guys are feeling really loose and excited to play. And, and I think we have a good chance when our guys do that. My, my whole focus as a head coach is try to get the guys to perform at their best. And I'm going to do this, try to do the same as a head coach as well. I think it was A-Rod who said Arizona 
knows more about BYU than BYU does about Arizona for obvious reasons. So what have you used for you know evidence of what you might expect to see tonight? Past film from other places that they've been, and it's not just the coordinators, it's the entire coaching staff. I think there's a lot of things that you can pick up from various places. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how it happens. I, I, obviously, they're going to have 11 guys out there on offense and 11 guys on defense, and we just got to figure out what we see and see if we uh, we're able to forecast it and predict what we're going to get. Um, if there's anything that, that's completely different, then we'll just adjust accordingly. When it comes to Arizona's offense, what do you think you might see in terms of style of play? I think a lot of pro-style football is probably what we're going to pr- predict to see. and uh, I think um, maybe maybe uh, uh, try to run the ball a little bit more, a lot of play action, take shots downfield as well. Um, we'll, we'll see how it looks. But I, I think I think a heavy t- 12 personnel, 11 personnel type of, type of football, maybe in the gun and under center as, as well. Not a ton of film on the two quarterbacks they plan to use tonight, but they have seen snaps. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, obviously they have a plan with the two guys going into the game. I, I don't know how they're going to divvy out this, the time, but for us, I, I think they're very similar um, in, in the type of way that they perform and the way they throw the ball. Um, the, you know, it all depends on, on how, how um, you know, Jed and those guys decide to use them. I, I, I'm not sure how much quarterback run we're going to see, but, you know, we, we practice everything, so hopefully, uh, hopefully there's nothing that it's going to show up that we weren't ready for. What have you prepared your offense for in terms of expectation of the Arizona D? Well, Blitz. I mean, that's that's you know when you when you talk about the guy's nickname is Doctor Blitz, then you better blitz, you know, and and, and uh, otherwise then that can't be your nickname anymore. So we'll see what happens if he's uh, true to his name or not, and we'll see if there's ways that we can um, take advantage of that. It's been two years or a little less than since Jaron Hall's last start at quarterback, but you've seen what he can do. Uh, your comfort level with the starting QB heading into the season? Yeah, I feel great about Jaron, and and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Baylor and Jacob are there with him. So uh, I love the fact that the team, uh, we saw the team perform uh, throughout fall camp and, and saw a lot of improvement in the quarterback position, and I love that um, Zach Wilson has been a great example for those guys the last couple of years as well. Technically, Aaron Roderick's a new offensive coordinator, but I don't think of him that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's been. I mean, this this offense has a huge. It's been a huge. He's been the major influence in this offense. Uh, I think. Um that was by design, and to have him be in control, uh, it's been it's been really fun for me to watch and see him and Fessy emerge and, and find ways to put points on the board. I, and I I think this team's a little different than than the than last year's team. But every year will be, but I, I feel really comfortable knowing that A Rod's done this before. Good training camp for BYU in terms of getting enough guys to the to the start line. Yeah, you know we had uh, a few bang ups. Obviously, the, the injury to Cosper was the one that was costly for us. But um, and then we have some guys that are kind of limping into this game, so we'll have to decide uh, out in the game. Um, they practiced all week and haven't been 100 percent, but we have to see if it's worth the risk of putting him on the field or not. But uh, that ha- that's probably going to happen every week, and we we needed to do that and be physical this camp in order to get our team ready. Your team had all kinds of success last year, and it's been a long time since Arizona's won a football game. How much do you even approach that part of it that you're dealing with the team that's desperate for victory? Yeah, I think for our focus as a coaching staff is just what we can do as a team and what we can do in our phase and what we can do individually. That, that's that's all we worry about. Uh, the past doesn't really help us into this game, you know. So uh, obviously they're going to use everything they can to be motivated. For us, it's just, it's just hone in on what we can do individually as a team and focus on ourselves. And I think we'll be in a good good spot. You've been in some big buildings and some nice venues before. What do you think of Allegiant? Beautiful. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so excited that uh, 
just after last year, just really want to see all our fans. And I think the the players are just the nerves is more this year because we've just been anticipating this um, even since the 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 end of our bowl game last year. We just hoped that we would get to this position, and you know we didn't have a spring game and any, anything like that. So so I think the the players are just really excited to to see their loved ones and see the stands be full of royal blue. The team wasn't in a position to be there for obvious reasons, but there was a fan fest last night that I attended and a field, a swath of blue last night. <laughs> Hundreds, if not thousands, of fans on the night before the game coming out to support you guys. It's been fun. And, and, and driving in on the buses, seeing the fans turn and get excited. Uh, we, we had that support going into all games. You, you, you saw that, how we, we went into empty stadiums with fans outside supporting us. And it's just so rewarding to know that they're going to be in the, in the stands and in the stadium with us. Well, Kalani, we look forward to a season opener, as we always do. And uh, hopefully we're talking about uh, a season opening win here in a few hours. Good luck to you and the boys. Thank you. Let's have some fun. Go Kooks. That is BYU head coach Kalani Sitake. And this has been the Zions Bank. Cougar pregame coaches show for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. This is BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kickoff is just around the corner. You're tuned to the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Kickoff Show is also brought to you by Bailey's Moving. We move with you every step of the way since 1952. Also by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Let's head live to the Built Bar broadcast booth alongside Riley Nelson. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas where a near sellout crowd will be on hand for the season opener featuring your BYU Cougars and the Arizona Wildcats. Of the fans in the stands anticipated that up to maybe three quarters of them, maybe more, will be supporting the Cougs and we expect that vibe to be picked up on the airwaves tonight. We're thrilled that you're joining us. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And tonight, BYU plays for its fifth season opening win in the sixth season of the Kalani Sitake era. Arizona, meantime, has lost four of its last five little lifters. Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson with you in the broadcast booth, joined by engineer Michael Wimmer and broadcast assistant Alex Dotson. Former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens reports for us from the field level and in the Zions Bank end zone for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Our in-studio engineers, Barry Squires, Sean Faye. Sean is the lead engineer tonight back home. Our coordinating producer is Terry South. Our spotter in the booth is Sean Firmage. Our control board operator is Corbin Radford. And our broadcast intern back at BYU Radio is Jake Roper. You are listening to us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 and 89.1 FM HD 2. Our Salt Lake City flagship is KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are heard on the BYU Radio app, the KSL app, the BYU Cougars app, the BYU Game Day app, as well as BYURadio.org. And you can also get us, BYUCougars.com slash live radio, plus our over-the-air network affiliates in the Intermountain West. So many ways to catch the game. You can hear broadcast archives as well and highlights via the BYU Football Podcast and on the BYU Radio app. Well, these two teams tonight 
could not be in a more a different frame of mind collectively. BYU won 11 of its 12 games last season and is favored by about 12 points against Arizona. The Wildcats have lost 12 games in a row and last won a game exactly 700 days ago. Riley, BYU's favored to win here tonight for a lot of good reasons. Among them, the fact that even though Zach Wilson is not behind center, by the way, Zach will be in the building tonight, uh, so many important pieces return for BYU on both sides of the ball and on special teams. This is a BYU program, I think, kind of hitting its stride under the leadership of Kalani Sitake, who just got extended, and here he is starting season six. Most definitely, Greg, and if BYU wants to be considered a top-tier college football program, they have to be able to reload. They have to be able to put to produce very good football players that go on to play at the next level, some of them leaving even before their senior year of eligibility, and come back the next year equally as strong. And I believe that this... This football program is well positioned to do that. After having observed them last year, watched spring ball and fall camp, this is as deep as a BYU football program as I have ever seen. It's evidenced by the fact that at almost every skill position, you can name two bona fide playmakers and significant producers. Also, we saw last year where on the offensive and defensive lines, they're... For the majority of games, they were affected either either by injuries or a COVID, a, a person having to sit out for COVID, and yet they still weathered and gave top-tier performances uh, from those position groups. So I'm really excited to watch them get this 2021 program going, and I do not expect much of a step back, if any, from the 2021 season, from the 2020 season. He is Riley Nelson Moore of the BYU Store. Cougar kickoff show straight ahead, but before the break, this reminder to stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for the lowest price on every tire, plus no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues after this live from Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth with Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, tonight here in Las Vegas, uh, BYU playing its uh, 18th game in Southern Nevada. The Cougs have won 13 of their previous 17 games in Vegas, some against UNLV, many others in the Las Vegas Bowl. And then, of course, tonight's game against Arizona is BYU's first neutral field regular season game played in Las Vegas. It's the sixth time since World War II that BYU's opened the season with a neutral field game. The last one was five years ago in Glendale, Arizona, and BYU beat Arizona 18-16. Well, that was Kalani's first game as BYU's head coach. And tonight, on the opposite side, Arizona's Jed Fish is coaching his first game as a full-time FBS head coach, and his offensive coordinator is a first-time OC with players he's coaching for the first time in a game. Conversely, Riley, Coach Sitake and his staff almost entirely intact from last season, and even though Aaron Roderick is technically a new OC, that designation comes with an asterisk. Uh, he's been a P5 coordinator before and helped to call plays over the last few seasons as BYU's passing game coordinator. I think A-Rod is, in a way, BYU's secret weapon in the season opener. Most definitely because he exudes that confidence of having been there before and done that. And also, not you mentioned at a previous school, but also at BYU. It's We're not dealing with a first-time play caller. We're dealing with a guy who's been there and done that. And players can feed off that confidence. Your staff, the rest of the offensive staff can... Can, feeds off that that level of trust is able to trust in that uh, coordinator and then lastly coach Sitake is able to put his complete trust in coach Roderick I know that Kalani loves 
being aggressive on fourth down, being aggressive on, you know, going, taking shots earlier, perhaps in drives earlier in the game. He goes against a lot of traditional ways of thinking and having Aaron Roderick in a trusted coaching mate right by his side to be able to execute and take advantage of those opportunities is, like you mentioned, a secret weapon. Something we expect A-Rod to be as well is one of the most aggressive coaches on first down in addition. And parenthetically, uh, Ralph Sokolowski notes that the first play of the first game in each of Kalani's seasons has been a pass, so we'll see if that holds true tonight. But either way, uh, A-Rod is going to have the pedal to the metal and especially on early downs where you can really make your hay. Time now for tonight's Hyatt Place Comfort Zone feature at Hyatt Place in Provo. Your safety and comfort will always be our highest priority. And even though Jaron Hall is starting his first game in almost two years, he has started at quarterback for BYU before. And Riley, when he did, he looked great back in 2019. And I think BYU can feel very comfortable, comfort zone feature, comfortable with the decision to hand the keys to the son of former BYU running back Kalen Hall to drive this offense into the opener and through this season ahead. They should feel comfortable, and they should know that one of the biggest things if a guy were fresh, you know, green in his very first start, you'd expect a couple of false starts, maybe a illegal formation penalty, maybe a boneheaded, you know, throw here or there that may result in a turnover. I don't expect any of that from Jaron Hall. Now, I also don't expect him to come out and play exactly perfect. This season is going to be a process of improvement, but it's not like he's starting from ground zero. He's already starting on a body of work that is extremely impressive, yet it is small. I am really excited for Jaron's opportunity to continue to build that body of work over the course of the season, starting with week one here tonight against Arizona. Now, just for our listeners with us tonight, whenever you hear uh, the crowd get louder, BYU's doing something, all right? Uh, And right now it's the BYU band. The marching band's taking the field, and that's brought the latest cheers out of the stands here. It's really quite noticeable uh, just how well-represented BYU is here tonight at Legion Stadium. We are back with more of the BYU Store Cougar kickoff show right after this from the Good Sam Kickoff Classic at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The BYU and... BYU and Arizona kicking it off just after the bottom of the hour here in Las Vegas. So one of the very last games of the day on the first full Saturday of the college football season. It's a golden opportunity for Cougar Nation to make some national noise as a fan forced to be reckoned with in a neutral venue, showing just how well the Cougars travel and draw, especially well away from their home base in Provo. And Riley, with realignment to once again rippling through college athletics and BYU reportedly on the verge of receiving an invitation to the Big 12, the timing could not be better, really, for the Cougs and their fans to show what kind of program and fan base a P5 conference could be getting. No question. And over the court, over the last decade of independence, we've had, you know, neutral site, big nationally televised games before, but not quite with the same stakes, uh, you know, using a Vegas term, right, the same table stakes. Tonight's performance, it won't make the difference. I think they've looked at BYU's total body of work, not just as a football program but an athletic program. I think that's what's culminated in an impending invite into the Big 12. But it sure would be nice with, as you mentioned, Greg, with all that looming to come out and do, quite frankly, the other three that have been mentioned with BYU, UCF took care of business against Boise. Cincinnati hung 49, granted on Miami of Ohio, but picked up right where they left off last year. 
and then you've got Houston that's gone toe-to-toe. They're currently tied with Texas Tech, but potentially, you know, getting another big win there. It'd be really nice for those four teams, while they're getting all this talk and speculation of entering the Big 12, to be able to produce on the field with big-time wins. Yeah, presuming decisions have more or less been made already, like you said, it wouldn't be the deal-breaker or maker, but it could be a nice reminder of what you're getting with a program like BYU. So if it's a Big 12 commissioner or a president or a trustee or an AD, you know, if, if ESPN and, and we do our jobs right, uh, you're going to be able to really get a sense of just how many BYU fans are in the stands tonight here in Las Vegas. And, of course, it's up to the team to play well and, and, and do its part against a P5 program as well. But, again, the timing is such that, you know, BYU is top of mind. It is it is part of the conversation. It reminds me of, of the tail end of last year. I mean, BYU got to 9-0, 10-0, 11-0, uh, you know, 10-0. BYU was back in the conversation. And here we are. The Cougars are once again in the conversation. A chance to put kind of a stamp on that here in Las Vegas tonight. Well, coming up, we'll head down to field level and hear from Mitchell Jurgens after we tell you that mouth-watering Hawaiian-style food is just minutes away from Lavelle Edwards Stadium for fresh-off-the-grill chicken, teriyaki steak, and sizzling shrimp, Coconut Island Grill has the island flavors your mouth has been waiting for. Ask for the BYU discount and get 15% off at Coconut Island Grill. The BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show continues after this, live from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Getting you geared up for game time. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU and Arizona straight ahead here in Las Vegas. Cougars playing the first of three consecutive Pac-12 programs to open the 21 campaign. Cougars are home to Utah, then uh, home to Arizona State in each of the next two weeks. Well, among tonight's storylines is the element of the unknown. More specifically, Arizona will be more uh, cognizant of what Aaron Roderick plans to do and what Elisa Tuiaki plans to do than what BYU will know about uh, Arizona's offense under Brennan Carroll, a first-time OC, and defensively under coordinator Don Brown. But Brown comes with enough of a reputation that the Cougars can expect to see a ton of blitzing Arizona defenders. Don Brown, as we well know by now, is nicknamed Dr. Blitz. And uh, Riley Jaron Hall, he just might be the guy, though, uh, to make that kind of defense pay a bit with his elusiveness. And he does have a lot of playmaking options around him. If their head's on a swivel, Jaron should have the help he needs against a very aggressive Arizona defense tonight. Yeah, the biggest thing, being a mobile quarterback against an aggressive defense, you will get your opportunities to make them pay with your feet but they come later in the game. First priority is get the ball out of your hand. That does two things. One, it keeps you from getting hit. But two, if they're bringing blitzes and they never land because the ball is out so quickly, they never get a chance to get to you as the quarterback, two things happen. One, they get tired, and two, they get less motivated, thinking that the blitzes that they're running are less effective. And as that happens, as they get tired, less motivated, then later on in the game is where, because the the effort is decreased, if you do have to hold on to the ball or extend a play, opportunities will be there for big plays to make with your feet. Now, clearly you're speaking from experience as a mobile quarterback at BYU when you played a team or faced a team that you knew would be blitzing is what you just described your mindset going into those games 100 percent get the ball out let your guys do the work for you let's pause for our national anthem here at allegiant stadium in las vegas can you see what's so proud Twilight 
gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watch were so Vegas is a good anthem. City. Performers, baby. You get, it's a city of show people, and you will get a big-time national anthem. Excellent. All right, let's head down to field level. And former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens, Mitch reporting from the Zions Bank end zone for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. And Mitch, after a season in mostly quiet stadiums, you're finally back amid the buzz of a pregame buildup at field level. It's got to feel great for you and certainly these players. Tonight is really what college football is all about, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, Greg. I mean, I mentioned to Jason earlier in the broadcast that college football is not the same without fans in the stands. And to be honest, it really isn't college football. Um, the game day experience for both players and spectators is all dependent on having people in the stands as football is a game of energy and momentum. Um, and let me tell you this, Greg, it is already electric here on the field before kickoff. These players seem to have more bounce in their step, their smiles through face masks. I can see those. And it, it's just they're ready for kickoff, and you can tell. Um, and to top it off, I mean, playing here in Allegiant Stadium is second to none. Dating back to my playing days, you know, some of the most memorable game-like experiences that I had were playing in NFL stadiums, and this one is by far the coolest stadium I've been in. Um, all I can say is, you know, what a night for a BYU football season opener. And you're getting a pretty good sense from field level, too, Mitch, if you look up. Uh, in terms of Arizona red versus BYU blue, it's no contest. Yep, no, this one definitely feels like a home game here at Allegiant. BYU is repping so strong and proud. And, I mean, everywhere I look, I mean, the, the BYU side is the majority. But even on the Arizona side, there is so much blue. It is, I mean, it's incredible the support that uh, is already felt today. Yeah, the, the camera viewpoint for those watching on TV might give you more of the Arizona side of the stadium. And that's where you see empty pockets of seats and some red. But behind the BYU bench and our side of the stadium, toward both end zones and around into the horseshoe part of it, is essentially royal blue. I mean, BYU dominates the crowd here tonight. And I hope that shows up visually as much as it will show up, I think, uh, uh, or orally as well as you hear it on the airwaves. Before we take a break, Riley, we've done, as, as Mitch said, some games in NFL stadiums. And, I mean, you played in, and I broadcast at Cowboy Stadium, Jerry World, when it just first opened. Uh, and Glendale is tremendous down at the Cardinal Stadium. This place is phenomenal. 
I always when I, we got the chance to play and uh, we opened it up. Obviously, I was the backup in 2009. Got at a Cowboy chance Stadium. in Cowboy Stadium, yeah. the first college football game played there. So that was fun. Beat Oklahoma, and then two years later, I, as a starter, got to go in and play TCU. I always said it felt like playing in the lobby of a fancy hotel. That's what it felt like with the glitz and glam of Texas. This is to another level. And where that had, you know, where that was nice and well designed, this has lights. And you mentioned the showmanship. You've got this, like, Olympic torch-type statue in there. And not to mention how they've brought in the spirit of Al Davis and the just-win Raiders mentality. Boy, what an opportunity these guys have here tonight to play. Coming up next, Riley's keys to the game, the coin toss and the opening kick. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show from Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.